everybody, we are here for another episode of Hacked History. This one's going to be more of, again, one of our more regular episodes. <laughs> we have a medical history episode, isn't that right, Jake? That's right. Is it, is it a good one? <laughs> you'll, you'll find out. Is it good, though? That's what I want to know. At good is a subjective term, to be honest with you. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, <laughs> just as a reminder, uh, we have our new revamped website out there for everybody. So if you want to go check that out, the link is on our Facebook page. Uh, I'll probably throw it up somewhere else now, too, so we can make sure that we uh, advertise that well. Because uh, we have a bunch of extra goodies going up for you in between episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, Jake posted a bunch of pictures and sources yeah. that he used in his lap. Yep, because I am first infinitely episode. more boring than you are. You just put music, and I'm like, which one of you would like to see this PDF file I found? <laughs> which one of you would like to read these words? Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so go ahead and check that out. A lot of uh, fun stuff out there, plus links to all of our social media and all of the podcast platforms are on. Uh, so if you're curious about that, go ahead and check that out, because uh, it's definitely out there. There's some cool stuff out there. So uh, without further ado, um, just a, one other quick reminder. We are out there on pretty much every podcast platform you can be on. Um, we're out there on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, basically all of them. So if, uh, if you want to listen to us on a podcast platform, chances are we are on it. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to toss it over to Jake. Jake, what yeah. are we talking about today? I'm, I'm going to start you up with a question. Sure. You got ghosts in your blood? Uh, I think I know you're going to tell me how to cure hey. the ghosts. <laughs> it's not cocaine. It ain't that. But not- you want to get the ghosts out of your blood? Do you want to get the ghosts out of your blood? Uh, yes. I don't know why you changed that <laughs> accent, but totally. <laughs> yes, I it's, they, hey, don't ask any questions you don't want the answers to. Now you just... Okay. Shut the fuck up and let me start. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we're starting with bloodletting. I decided that I would switch it around because I was going to do uh, medical heroin. And I thought to myself, yeah, after the children's soothing syrup episode, that one was kind of... It would, uh, we got real sad, and we just wanted to bring it up a notch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I decided, what better way but the, to look at one of the biggins here, the, the concept of bloodletting, because Lucas has literally been badgering me to do one of these episodes fucking ever, and I finally just decided to shut him up. Well, to be fair, it was one of the most uh, main um And you got what you practices. wanted, so... I <laughs> did get what I wanted. Yeah, I know, you fucking like a kid at Chuck E. Cheese, just like, you know... Oh, rest you, in peace, Chuck E. Cheeses. You want to go punch the, the dude in the mouse suit right in the groin because you want They're to. not doing good financially. Did you they're hear about really that? really not. They weren't before, and they're certainly not. Now they're not really now. not. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. I remember that as part of my childhood. I used All to right. go there. Moving on. We're, this isn't Chuck about Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese. Shut Rip the fuck Chuck E. Cheese. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, let's talk about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> So it's a special switch of topics today. We're going to be doing it on Chuck E. Cheese. Well, we got you. We got you real good out there, audience. We're going to do Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Was or, uh, or or if you all are listening in England, Billy Zons or whatever. One of those similar restaurant chains. Anyway, um, so I decided that we'd go with this one because it's kind of long and there's a lot to go on. Plus, um, when I first looked at electrical impotence cures, I'm like, that sounds amazing. But unfortunately, there wasn't much on it. Because there were still modern things talking about it. And it was like in Men's Health Magazine. I'm like, oh, well, shit. So, uh, we're going to break this up sort of into, I want to say five sections. Maybe six. 
Yeah, about six sections. Shit, is this going to be a two-parter? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not if you don't shut up and let me do this, but... Well, uh, I'm going to say things because I'm also the co-host. That's so. true. You are going to say things. But one of the things also is that you got to get through the intro first. What intro? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what an intro is. Intro. I don't know what that intro is. Anyway. Um, yeah, I decided to pick bloodletting just on the sheer amount of information that's been done about it and the fact that bloodletting is kind of like, when you think of like bullshit medical practices, this is the one that comes to mind the most because it's literally the one like everyone takes a fucking dig at. It's like, yeah, that's right. You got, like, you go in with a headache and they're like, let me cut the top of your skull off, give you some coke and tell you there's glow- ghosts in your blood that you got to get rid of. Okay. You got to imbalance of the humors. You got to let that shit out. So, for this, especially for Lucas, because he probably read up on this more than the average human being should, (laughs) you're probably going to be pretty familiar with most of the source material, but there might be things, especially there's a couple of, like, actual accounts that are just going to fucking... It's strapping. It's a fucking ride. So, uh, we'll start with the basics here. Uh, Bloodletting is pretty much just the withdrawal of blood from a patient to prevent or cure an illness and disease. If anybody to out there, in quotation marks or cure in quotation marks. Yeah, quotation <laughs> mark. That's a hard like and I'm gonna make that italicized because it's not my words. But basically, they would either use leech as a human intervention, which meant that you would literally be bled by what was considered to be a doctor back in the day, which was just some dude who you know, burned some fucking incense and herbs and <laughs> smacked you with a stick and said you were cured. You know, that, that's basically how that works. But for most people who've heard of this, when they always think of it, it's like, oh, this is probably like that medieval bullshit, right? Like, uh, like flagellants where they're sitting there whipping themselves during like the plague, which was not a smart move, by the way. When an airborne oh, you're, disease you're comes in contact me. with blood. Yeah, I know. If you've ever watched Monty Python where they're smacking each other with the boards or they're smacking themselves with the boards, that's literally that. I'm like, oh my fucking god, yes. But uh, bloodletting is starting way back, even like civilizationally, like in Egypt. That's as far back as they seem to have information on it. It's probably even earlier, probably Mesopotamian history. I'm sure that they did it. But earliest recorded evidence of it's in ancient Egypt. And we kind of go through Egypt and Greece and Roman, and then we start going sort of into like a steady stair step but we'll start from the beginning so uh earliest examples of bloodletting practice these are found in what's called the everest papyrus which is just the egyptian medical collection of herbal knowledge so they just put it down on paper sometime around 1550 bce and they pre- they basically state that the practice outlines that bloodletting via what they call scarification which is literally the act of carving symbols into yourself yeah you <laughs> Your fucking reaction says it all. Just wide-eyed. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was the first tattoos, Jake. Yeah, and uh, it fucking sucked. Of course it did. Of course it did. <laughs> it basically, they let blood during that process. It was an accepted and maintained practice in ancient Egypt. So the Egyptians were like, yeah, you're doing it to, you know, appease the gods or whatever. Because I know in, like, out in, like, uh, the islands out there in like, Oceania... Or whatever they may call it. Oceana. Yeah. That uh, one of the practices for women giving birth is they take a piece of fucking coral and like stab you in the forehead to relieve the pain? I don't know. But, um, God. Because well, they probably thought that's where there was pressure. Yeah. On, God so. bless the 21st century. <laughs> We're e- out here eating Tide Pods and uh, 
attack. Uh, I, I wouldn't say weak because I've never done that. I, I never have, will. Well, you know what? At this point in time, you won't. I won't. But who's really going to make that distinction? Uh, I just did. <laughs> you just did. I did. You actually you're just did all it. the fucking energy today, aren't you? I, I've got it all. You've got the snarky fucking irritation down on Pat. He's like, um, <laughs> I did, and you are wrong. And that's the end of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Wrong. We're done now. <laughs> Jake was wrong. We're shutting it all down. That's right. <laughs> this has all been one huge ploy. This is just a joke. We got you. We fucking got you. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we got him. We, we got, got him. him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so it's such a big thing in Egyptian society. It's not just like random things that they do that... In burial sites that they would excavate, they'd find, like, bloodletting instruments that were considered to be of importance. Basically, to the point where you could bury it with your host. That meant it was, you know, important, depending on whether or not that person was a physician or not. And physician in air quotes, because, yeah. <laughs> Rub some sand in it and drink some piss or something like that. I don't know. Um, but what they found, and this is kind of interesting, because this might just, like, blow the lid off of why people started doing this in the first place. <laughs> and it's, like, it's literally, like, the concept of, like, a huge, like, misunderstanding in nature that just, like, throttled forward to humans being stupid and being like, that's good, let's do that! Oh, my God. <laughs> so, according to what contemporary historians derived from their thinking, uh, based on research and stuff like that, it is possible that the process of bloodletting was based on a mistake where people around the Nile would observe hippos because they live there, mm-hmm. as they do. Um, and something that I actually didn't know happened was that they sweat red. Oh. They do. And people in ancient Egypt... Do they now? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they do. And what came out of that was that they confused the sweat with blood... And came to the belief... You mean to tell me that's not fruit punch Kool-Aid? <laughs> no, it is not ecto-cooler or whatever that might be. Shut up, Damn. Damn. <laughs> Got fucking wrecked. <laughs> you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that yeah. I've been drinking the wrong fucking Kool-Aid? Jim yeah. Jones would be so disappointed in you. Oh, no, Jim Jones, that was, uh... Yeah. That wasn't Kool-Aid, that was, uh... That was lace cyanide and armed insurrection. Shout out to the uh, uh, state wasn't... senator they killed. That wasn't anyway, moving on. Oh, but wasn't, <laughs> but it wasn't Kool-Aid, though. Now I want to remember what it was. It was, uh-huh. it was Kool-Aid laced with cyanide and hydrochloric acid. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Right, Keep well, going. Fucking, you know what? You're just going on all cylinders today. So, I'm yeah, fired. They came to that point stating that... <laughs> yeah, you definitely fucking show it. That, uh, that... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> check to, yourself, <laughs> Jesus. No, I will not. I refuse to check myself or anybody. <laughs> That, uh, they came to the idea, though, that, that like the animal's scratching itself to relieve distress, which is, you know, the best thing that you could possibly do. Because when uh, the bird that I own decides to uh, pick its feathers, uh, I assume what I should do is literally rip my hair out because it makes your penis bigger. That is basically the correlation that they were bringing there. was like, we saw it. That must be what it's doing, right? You No, that's not right. But, unfortunately for us, it moves forward. So, the moving on into ancient Greece here, we find that bloodletting is recorded to have been in use during the 5th century, around the time Hi- Hippocrates was alive. Who Anybody who would know who Hippocrates was, he was sort of like the big philosopher of medical science in ancient Greece. He, the Hippocratic Oath is basically stemmed off of his name, because the idea of doing no harm. Um, 
He mentions the practice, but he doesn't really go into depth about it. He's You're right, it was Kool-Aid, by the way. Yeah, I fucking know my shit. Anyway. Uh, but was it Heaven's Gate that did it with, like, Quick Aid or something Quick like that? Quick Aid, and they all wore the same shoes. Anyway. Yep, they were um, Nike shoes. Yeah, that's right. Nike. Don't join cults, folks. That's right, Don't Nike. do it. Are you happy about that product placement from 1999? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so basically what ended up happening was that Hippocrates did mention bloodletting around the time of ancient Greece, what we would consider at that time. But he really didn't, like, go into saying if it was good or bad. They're kind of like, oh, you know, it's, it's there. But at the same time, you know, I'm basically mostly focused on food. That was literally his thing. <laughs> like, I'm focused on food. Food's pretty important. Yeah, it is. Well, if you're a pussy. Anyway. Um, or, if, or if you like to live. We do not, we do not advocate anorexia so, or bulimia. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Correct, we don't. The first person that actually gets into theorizing bloodletting as part of, like, your your major cure and, like, legitimate concern is a guy called Erasitratus. Erasitratus, yeah. Perfect. That's a badass name. It's also impossible to read. Where he's basically sort of like a Greek anatomist and royal physician for the king in, uh, I think it was Troy, or it may have been Athens. Dude, straight up sounds like a wizard. He, he fucking is. A, you know, I love the concept, too, that back in the day, you could literally be considered a wizard if you, like, like you put a bandage on a guy. He he stopped the bleeding! You're a wizard. Witch! You're a wizard. <laughs> fucking witch! <laughs> anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, they theorized that multiple diseases were the result of what was considered to be something called plethoras in the blood. <laughs> it's just, like, is it amazing? Plethoras in the blood. I fucking love the word plethoras because it comes in about eight or nine times. So if y'all are making a drinking game out of this, prepare it. It's about to get wild. Uh, he advised that these plethoras were to be treated initially by exercising, sweating, reducing food intake, and vomiting. <laughs> Later would just advocate the act of bloodletting, as would uh, Herophilius and Archegathus. Who, both of which were sort of like people following in his footsteps as, as a anatomist and physician. Uh, in the headspace of bleeding a patient of, to health, this is kind of modeled on the process. And you're going to get a kick out of this as a dude. Because most women now are, who are listening to this podcast would be like, no, this isn't how this works at all. They basically assume that it was modeled after the process of menstruation. What? <laughs> oh, it's great. Whereas, according to Hippocrates, function to purge women of, women of bad humors. Which is both like, humorous. which is both like really fucking off base and super condescending. It's like, oh yes, uh, she bleeds from her vagina because she has bad humor, and that's why she's pissed. No, it's like so <laughs> the, the whole modern stereotype that you hear from all all the sitcoms and stuff. It's like, oh, oh my, my my girl's in a bad mood. You know what time of the month it is? No, like Aunt Flo's visiting the house, and when you wanna. When the red rivers are flowing, you take the dirt road home. Yeah, so, <laughs> essentially... That statement will rest on one man, and he will listen to it and go, Oh my god! Lucas, on the other hand, is like, I don't know what that means, I'm moving on. Yeah, I think we can move on. <laughs> I, I lost track, because yeah. I, I was going to say something, but then you completely... You said, you were thinking of something witty, and I just kind of threw you off base. You did, that's yeah, okay. That's, that's good, that's what that's all about. That's good. I'd also like to state that this that last uh, bullet point was from from uh, Elismar M. Cahutios' 1999 uh, article. Is menstruation obsolete? Question mark exclamation. Obsolete. Obsolete. Don't know what that means. It's not a fucking technology. <laughs> oh, I imagine your your girlfriend goes into like the gynecology is like, 
looks like you got yourself the 2005 version on there. Maybe you run yourself that 64-bit that 64-bit update on your uh, your uterus now, and that's pretty much where it ends. We're not fucking androids. <laughs> Humans are not. Androids. Oh, he's got an iOS update on the way. Oh, <laughs> Hold God. up now, it'll break your fucking camera app. <laughs> Just a, oh yeah, you gotta turn it off and turn it back on again. Anyway. Hey, that fixes a lot of things. It does, yeah. Anyway. You know what it doesn't fix? The fact that there are ants crawling on you. Anyway. Oh, lit. Hey. Oh, Lit. Anyway. So, uh, moving on to the Romans. <laughs> and the reason why I don't spend a lot of time, there is a lot, especially in the, in the 1800s that we got to focus on. Uh, the popularity of bloodletting by the time of the Romans is more, like, taking speed. And it came from... One guy, like he starts the popularity of the process. It's a guy called Gallen, who's a Greek physician. He already advocates the practice of physician-initiated bloodletting based on the teachings of Hippocrates, because the popularity of Gallen's theories on bloodletting rose following the genius revelations that not only veins but also arteries contain blood and, and not air, as what? originally really? conceived. Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful concept. Well, so I want to think. For, okay, let's just let's just pause. Um, you mean to tell me we're not big balloons? What? What the fuck? Like literally, what is the concept thinking for a person who's like goes to battle and stabs a dude and goes, "What's all this red stuff?" And the guy goes, "Well, you know, everyone's filled with air." What the fuck? What? Like it, this is something a stoner would think of in his basement, like for real. I know it's ancient, but I'm still gonna rip into it saying it's stupid. I don't care. I don't care. Bold take. <laughs> Bold take. Come get me, Romans. <laughs> you won't. No balls. Anyway, um, so basically to that point that, that was their fucking assumption and running off that science, here we go. Uh, Gallon, though. Indisputable. Yes, indisputable. Gallon does kind of establish two key concepts behind bloodletting. So he's like the main guy who sets the actual practice up. Number one is that blood is created and then used up. It doesn't circulate and thus it stagnates in the extremities. So right now, it's just hanging there. Yeah. Like motor oil or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck's a car? I don't know. It's 235 BC. Um, number two being that there exists a humoral balance. that, And that any imbalance was usually the root of an illness or a dysfunction. There were four humors. Blood, phlegm, black bile, and yellow bile. Which is... I don't know if the last literally just... Black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the concept too is like black and yellow bile. And okay, as somebody who's dealt with a stomach bug at one point in time, where I was just throwing up bile, that still gives me like the fucking like queasiness just thinking about that uh, concept. It's gross. But he asserted that. <laughs> well, they do say that like even like your snot when you get sick is like it's yellow. It's got like yeah, a yellow. Yeah, anyway, moving on from it. that particular. <laughs> Would you like to talk more in detail about your snot? I just want to get. <laughs> I want to get real deep. Anyway, uh, but what's great for any of you uh, Avatar nerds out there, The Last Airbender, is that basically he takes this and goes, it's the same as the four main elements of the world Earth, we live in. Water, air, <laughs> fire. Like, shit you not, it's literally that. I don't know how he comes to that assumption, but you know what? Fuck it, I don't care. There are a bunch of dudes out there just running around with no pants on that time. Um, what? It's nothing. Just nothing. It's the ancient Romans. You want to go into detail on their sexual perversions or no? Nah. All right. Moving forward. I, I win. Anyway. 
You won nothing, but I, you know what? I win in my own mind because every day go. is a battle upon myself. They, yep, you're not wrong. You <laughs> 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 fucking look like a small child who just decided to like shit himself at church. Just like <laughs> what? He has like small smile. He's like, oh, I done it now. <laughs> anyway, God, you're such a fucking oh, nerd. Todd. Oh yeah. I, I I just had a. I I I do. There are tinkles in the pants there, Dad. I I I'm gonna need. What to accent is that? Are you Irish? A little bit, yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you're like you're like Polish American, but with like a slight autism spectrum problem. Oh my God! I, no, that's not what I was trying to do. Well, that's what it came off as. So you'll have to deal with that particular. No, scenario. it came they, off as Irish. You every, guessed it the first everyone time. Everyone in the comments lambasted him about either an awful Irish impression or just general. You, know, yeah. you knew it was Irish the first time. I knew it was Irish, yeah. but to be honest, it's hard to tell with you because all those accents merge together. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, back to Galen because don't, don't make me bring Mickey Mouse out. I'll do it. Do <laughs> it. You won't. Shut up. Oh god. <laughs> I love that. Not only are you raping my ears, you're raping the audience's ears. Just, well. the, just the, the audience will understand why that was necessary. It's Whoa. okay. It wasn't even really necessary. I just did wanted wanna, to do it. Did you want to go toe to toe in the parking lot? I'll fucking cut you. Go. You're a towel. Oh fuck you. <laughs> I love that there's a guy out there just like, Jesus Christ, they start at 12 minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> Give us the time code. I don't care. Anyway, um, but anyway, Galen asserts that the blood was the most dominant of the humors, and it needed the most control, because your blood was fucking going wild. It's like on an old car when, like, you know that you have no fluid left to, like, keep the engine temperature down, so it's just everywhere. But uh, Galen also creates sort of a complex system of how much blood was to be removed and should it be required? And I, it's sort of amazing the way he sets this up because he's like, the system accounts for patron's age, constitution, whatever that may mean. The season, the weather, and the location of the operation. Okay, great. I, <laughs> I, I just, uh, some of those made sense. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> As somebody who uses facts and you're like that kind of doesn't make sense and i'm like you fucking what <laughs> absolutely doesn't make sense god damn it anyway um but the basic point was that then he also put diy instructions into the bloodletting oh, hdtv yeah new series a house flippers. the blood letters the blood letters <laughs> goes in with like a fucking knife and goes put your neck put your wrist down on the table <laughs> coming up next on h and hdtv the blood letters the blood letters <laughs> Anyway. It's just two. It's just two brothers, like house it's flippers. Like the, Hi, I'm James, and I'm Greg. James is the artsy one. Greg is the more manly oh, type. No, no, no. You mean the property brothers? Yeah, like, that one. Yeah, yeah, where it's like just where it's two guys, two two brother physicians who to bloodletting him. There's a couple of idiots like I think you should cut his leg. <laughs> you know, I think you should cut his wrist. No, James. Bash listen, him about the head with this, a rock listen, around the temple. This, oh. this surgery is happening at 3:38. It's the fall. That means we take off a gallon of blood. <laughs> That's, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, so basically there, he, he sort of created those DIY instructions for bloodletting following the systems, and they would later produce those like at a regular basis for like everybody. Uh, the symptoms of a plethora, though, for most people were humorous, consumed, cons ah, Jesus, included a fever, apoplexy, and a headache, which apoplexy, which I have in my notes, and I decided to put that away because I am just the best. Motherfucker. 
Anyway, um, yeah, apoplexy is basically unconsciousness or incapacity resulting from a cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, what that's, I, that's not good. I love that point that they're like, he won't wake up. Let's let some blood out of him. Like, what? <laughs> but he won't wake up. Let's let some blood out of him. I just love the image of, like, some, like, I don't know why, but I picture, like, the physician's assistant being, like, this really short and fat man. <laughs> <laughs> like Danny DeVito. But, like, but, yeah, but instead he's got, like, a really, like, high voice, almost like a child's voice. So he's like, say, boss, this guy's a little white. Do you really think we should do it? <laughs> We only do it on the white. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> hold just, him down. He's moving. <laughs> just imagine really... Like t- a crazy person. Just like, hold up. He's moving. He's a zombie. <laughs> just imagine like, this poor, like, really kind, like, small, fat man. <laughs> just should I... Should, with the voice of a child. Boss, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to do this, boss? <laughs> Shut up, Ham Hawking. <laughs> Shut up and grab the bucket. <laughs> Say, give me my bleeding pail. <laughs> I already got on my... He's like a crazy southern doctor. Well, now it looks like you should get some, put him in some Gatorland there. Uh, I already got my bleeding shoes on. You knew this was happening. I got my bleeding Crocs on. <laughs> what? Oh, good what? lord. I want to I wanna have a doctor right now who comes in and goes, well, it looks like it's terminal. Let me put on my cancer hat. And <laughs> just like, no. Let me put on my cancer hat. Yeah, yeah, look at how crazy it is. It's just a fucking, like, it's just like a, a cap that says you're gonna die, and that's all it says. Oh, boy. Do I look like Captain and Tennille yet? Right, anyway. Did you see my cancer hat? Did you see my cancer hat? Yes, doctor, we did. We're trying to figure out whether we should put her down or not. What about my cancer hat, though? <laughs> God damn it. You see, it's got a crowd on it because I'm a cancer? I'm a cancer king. <laughs> That's right, now they call me the Cancer King. I'm the Cancer King of the Tri-County area now. I, I don't think that that's the name you're going to go by. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> he comes down from Alabama way. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. So anyway, um, still part of Gallon's instructions was that one of the systems he set up was that the blood was to be let, that was to be let, was to be of a specific nature determined by the disease. So if you, an arterial or venous or murder means arterial or venous, which sure. means artery or vein, or yep. if it's distant or close to the area affected. Linking most different, or sorry, I kind of did this in a really weird way, so I'm kind of tripping over my own research, but basically Gallon sort of linked different blood vessels to different organs according to their supposed drainage, which was weird. But you're kind of right and kind of wrong. I mean, there is a drainage, but it's also circulation, which they completely just move past for a while. Um, for example, though, if a patient suffered from a liver ailment, the vein on the right hand would be let, or if they suffered from issues with the spleen, the vein on the left hand would be let, which basically means, yeah, uh, I'm having problem, problem pissing, and he just takes a knife and slits your wrist and goes, ow, fix it. (laughs) He's getting woozy, that's Uh. a good sign. (laughs) The more severe the illness, the more blood would be let, as you would. Fevers would require more copious amounts of bloodletting, because why the fuck not? So the more <laughs> the, knowing what we know about modern medical science, the concept that more blood would be drained the more severe disease you have, you need the blood you do have more the sicker you are. That sounds like science talk. Get the fuck out of there with that shit. <laughs> you mean tell me? You've got a globe in your brain that needs to be let. <laughs> That's basically what's going on. Oh boy. Anyway, we move on to the Middle Ages now. The best of all the ages, because it's in the middle. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was mostly the worst of times. 
It was, it was mostly the worst. It was times. mostly the worst of times. But uh, anyway, there are multiple religious texts to sort of talk about it. So the Talmud, which is the central text of rabbinic Judaism, not rabid or it's rabbinic. For those of you who would immediately go the anti-Semitic route, and also by the way, fuck you uh, for doing that. It was a primary source of Jewish theology recommended on a specific day of the week or days of the month for bloodletting, which again, not great. But religiously, yeah, I, you know, and yeah, anyway. I'm not going to... Oh, I will stray and say that basic medical stuff is stupid, like this. But when it goes into religion, you've got to be careful. Because somebody out there still believes in that concept. And I just don't want to get in trouble. Anyway, uh, similar rules can be found among Christian writings advising which saints' day were favorable for bloodletting. Because, you know, it's like, oh, it's Christmas! <laughs> we're going to let up my leg and bleed out my artery. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing, though. Um, Are you going to hit me with some sage wisdom that brings the joke down? Yep. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> like, at, my, at most social time, events, you're really just a downer. <laughs> at this point in time, in the Middle Ages, I'm going to ignore you said that. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. His recording is still there. <laughs> in the Middle Ages, once again, uh, <laughs> it's important to understand the sort of role that um, church had on <laughs> each of these societies. It, a lot of times, these people would be living in very small, tight, close-knit communities and a lot of times like the one thing that would bring everybody together would be the church in that particular city or, or community so like it's not like completely insignificant that the church is setting up days and stuff like that and, and practicing and putting bloodletting into it like a church is held i would argue a much higher um importance in society during this time than they do even yeah. nowadays I mean, so to be honest, I'm a Catholic and you're a Lutheran. That's a pretty good indication of how powerful the church was. <laughs> Everybody who doesn't know that story, basically, my church just said, pay us money and we'll somehow send you to heaven. And, and Martin Luther was like, fuck that noise. That's not real. Yeah. It's my money and I need it now. He's basically the, like, middle ages J.G. Wetworth. Purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> That's a purgatory with a hard P. But, uh, anywho, I'm trying to readjust my headphone here. Uh, for the course of what is considered the Middle Ages, bleeding charts were common, which meant basically it was sort of like a calendar for bleeding, and it meant to provide guidance. Tuesday, time to bleed. Yep, basically. <laughs> That's gotta be, like, I hate Mondays, and he just, like, fucking, like, starts cutting all of his fingers, and he's like, ah! <laughs> That's kind of fucking unsettling. Um, uh, that'd be a hell of a Monday. Especially in a world where you have the plague, and you're just cutting open your hands, like, alright, now I'm gonna go work out there in the manure field. Like... <laughs> Let me go haul dead bodies into a cart. Like, that should be safe. Like, I, it's a pestilence from God. I mean... But Bring I around the rosy we can talk pockets about full of posies. Ashes, ashes. We all fall down. To death, because that was during the plague. Yeah. Would you Would you like to make things sadder by singing Kurt Cobain's song? <laughs> anyway, the fuck was that? That was uh, it smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Come as you were, and I was. Come as you are. I was singing as little as possible tonight, as the night could suit, because we do not own the rights to that music. Uh, we don't, but also we're terrible people, so eh, they probably won't care. Um, yeah, uh, but anyway. As I always like to think of it like this, it is also something that was provided guidance for which parts of the body should be bled in alignment with the planets and the zodiacs. Uh, the cancer doctor. Hell comes, yeah! Comes, comes back around. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna call him Kurt the Cancer Doctor. Kurt the Cancer King! <laughs> Kurt the Cancer King. That's right, it sounds like you're a Gemini. <laughs> you gotta go bleed today. 
What is that mean? Why is he also from the south? You know what? It's just, you know what? He's a snake. He's a good old boy. He's just a good old boy. (laughs) Never meaning no harm. (laughs) He meant a lot of harm. (laughs) So anyway, uh, medieval Islamic medical authors would also advise bloodletting, particularly for fevers. And this was practiced in accordance with the seasons and phases of the moon cycle. Uh, when one, or sorry, when the Islamic practices became known in the Latin-speaking countries of Europe, which was basically Italy, Spain, sort of Germany, kind of, uh, what would be considered like the large areas of Europe, and then I want to say France because that's still Norman at this point. Oh, you failed to mention. Did you say Italy for Latin-speaking countries? Yeah. Okay. Was that right or was that wrong? No, no, I didn't know if you said it or not, but that's like the main one. Is Italy? Yeah, that's the big one. Um. Basically, there it, the practice just goes widespread at that point in time. So they're like, "Ooh, that sounds nice." <laughs> I'm currently I'm currently plexed by a boil somewhere within my butthole, so clearly I should bleed myself. That's a normal context. Do Do you think that some of these cures were to the point where they stopped worrying about their other medical problem, but then but then started thinking about sure the they, new medical problems I, that they got I, from the bloodletting? I like to think of it like this: you let so much blood, you fucking died, and it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> Listen, I no longer, I no longer have, I no longer have arm pain. And then, and then somewhere along. But the I'm way, also confined to a bed every day. <laughs> it's like having dialysis. It's awful. And it basically, it's kind of like what this is. It's like an early dialysis treatment, but it's like stupid. <laughs> so the concept. Oh, this is incredibly stupid. Oh, and I love the concept that back in the day they could just like, like the stupidity was great because they'd just be like, well, he died, and you made him bleed himself for three and a half days don't you think that had something to do with it which which <laughs> no it, it wasn't because of the bleeding it's because of uh I don't know, god wanted him to go <laughs> basically um so from that point forward bloodletting is just sort of set and there's no really new developments it remains in you know medical history from the 1600s up to the 1800s and then from 1800s to the 1900s <laughs> you know what's a great sign yeah, <laughs> when you come up with a medical practice and then don't don't evolve for like three hundred years. They, basically, they were just like, "Does it? We're good to go. It's Let's perfect." Go. That's like, <laughs> and then you just, we got him. How many people fucking died accidentally from this? I mean, this is probably the same as like the people who died from soothing syrups. Oh, like, worse! God, I guarantee you, this is this worse. This is much much worse. Because um, this is people of all ages. Oh hell! The yeah. soothing syrup is primarily just children. This is literally anybody. Oh yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, this is everybody. Children, old people, the most, everybody. Fucking everybody. Um, so we move up to the 19th century. We kind of skip past the 1700s. We will come back because I have one specific story that we want to tell you, which is just beautiful if you're an American thinking of how stupid we are. Uh, it's probably beautiful for the whole world thinking about how stupid Americans are, let's be real. Well, not for this one guy. that it, He ended up dying of it. Uh, by the beginning of the 1800s, though, the humor system had pretty much sort of fallen out of favor because people were actually getting smart, but not smart enough. Um, because it was, as I put in my, my notes, so smart, I'm, but not smart I'm, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because it was genuinely stupid. <laughs> Pretty much. Like there, there was a guy in the 1800s. Goes, that doesn't fucking make any sense. What? Well, should we stop the bloodletting? Hell no. That still works. It's just that you haven't got some like fucking imbalance of circles in your skull or whatever. Like, I don't know how they came to this. Like, I, I just don't get it. Anyway, the removals of humors as a medical explanation pretty much out of there the mantle of bloodletting fell to surgeons and barber surgeons barber surgeons hell i love barber yes. surgeons i love that because everybody who's ever gone to a barber 
the red and white sort of spiral pull that's sort of emblematic of them is literally symbolizing bloodletting and bandages. I think I've actually heard of that before. Yeah, that's an actual thing. You can look that up. It, it's real. And, I, be, I believe you. And barber surgeons, which I love when we think of barber surgeons as people going to get their hair cut, that some dude was getting his hair trimmed, maybe, and then there was a dude off to the back, like a fucking like mob hit victim, just covered in his own blood, as a guy oh, was God. like, bleed more, you need, yes, yes, that's good, do that, <laughs> it's like, fucking so Oh, I'll tell you what, I was sitting in the seat there, and I came in for a flat top haircut, and I got a vasectomy. <laughs> Wow, that's a hell of a mistake. I, mean, uh, oh, they, they, I said a couple off the top. I didn't mean my dick. Well, right? they did cut a little, they cut a few wires, if you know what I'm saying, Frankie. Jesus, what is this accent? Oh my god! <laughs> right, it's a beautiful accent. No, I, no, no. I'm not Jake. No, what? I'm not doing anyway, and I don't care. Do you want to end this recording right now? No balls. <laughs> you won't. I will literally go over there. You won't do it. I will literally unplug your computer. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's still important. <laughs> I will. I will literally do it. You won't. Let's keep going. I, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I won't because then we'd have to redo this thing. So, uh, and I don't want to hear your bitching about it. So, anywho, <laughs> uh, by that point in time, though, you gotta stop pulling that. You're, you're disconnecting my headphone. Um, the popularization of bloodletting in Europe, physicians began prescribing bloodletting to treat a wide variety of diseases. Later, becoming standard treatment for every ailment. And was what was called prophylactically as well as therapeutically, which meant it was preventative as well as, you know, if you had it, it helped you out, which was perfect. Fucking just so stupid. It was a therapy and it was perfect. That's right. It was like when you think prophylactically, I think condom. Um, (laughs) Prophylactics. Uh, Magnum. Uh, Not sponsored by Magnum. Anyway, by the time of the 1800s, the method of bloodletting had changed as well, surprisingly. Uh, The most common method being what was called phlebotomy. Or venesection, which was breathing a vein, which is just... Breathing a vein. What was that accent? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, breathing that was, a vein. That was, that was like the best that like, evil like professor or doctor can do. Breathing a vein. Yes, let it breathe. Breathe the vein. It's not fucking wine. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Basically, here... It gets better with age. Don't even... <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> it, it smells like pennies. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Basically, though, that concept was that blood was drawn from one or more of the larger external veins, so like in the wrist or in the leg or any of the big ones, and those in the forearm or neck. <laughs> so basically, the, the neck, yes, let's just take a hot minute to realize anybody who's ever had a vein puncture, uh, <laughs> that's a situation you don't want, and it's it comes rocketing out quite fast, I'll tell you. I'm sure it does. It I've has never happened. Had a... It has happened to me once. Very. I'll tell you a story that actually where this occurred. Um, I was working with broken glass, and we were carrying a, or at the time we were carrying a. I used to work uh, carrying fish tanks, and at one point in time, this happened where a fish tank fell, and the plates fell out of the plastic lining, and they broke, and one of the shards sliced the lower part of the vein uh. on my wrist and it wasn't like 
straight on, so it was like kind of a nick, but there was still a lot of like, yeah, like spurting. Yeah. And I'm like just trying to remain calm as I'm currently like getting a little uh, lightheaded. Did you did you get a tourniquet? Like, yeah, I did. I did. Okay, we, we were pretty close to the hospital, which was good, but I mean that was just no fun for me. Yeah, the keys to get yourself a tourniquet. To other stop other than the time that I cut my like knuckle on broken glass and that was fun too like wrapping a fucking bath towel around that going to the hospital at like four o'clock in the afternoon like yeah no it don't look good <laughs> i remember one recent one i was cutting cheese because you know wisconsin <laughs> and why not <laughs> thing, and i was and i was just tending and to i was cutting the cheese there i was cutting the cheese and uh, tending uh, to the couch and, uh, what actually happened is i was cutting down and uh i'm sure you done this before but oh, probably yeah. not cut yourself doing it but uh, i don't have a cheese cutter so i was using a knife and i lost, like a man and i lost grip and it just went right through my finger oh god yeah no see okay so like just the concept of like cutting a large section of yourself is like super surreal because like for me the the glass cut was so like instantaneous and the moment i looked down they're like my sink is filled with blood and i'm like oh that's bad that's bad this so, isn't good wrap it Call my dad, who in proper dad fashion is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. It, he's concerned, but he's, he's yeah. you know, he's like, oh, you really are that stupid. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I stuck my hand in the glass. That would pretty dumb. I mean, listen here, dad. Uh, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm riding the struggle bus here. <laughs> I'm, riding the tr- I'm riding the front seat of the struggle bus, my dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, they breathing a vein, forearm or neck. Uh, they also came up with the concept of arteriotomy, which is puncturing of an artery, which was a common practice where the physician would literally puncture one of the temples in the forehead and bleed the patient of their ailment. Oof. Oofta, yeah. Oof is my response Just anybody who thinks regularly, it's like... Why? Why would you do that? Why is that a thing you would do? And I'm like, good question. I wish they had asked themselves that very same thing. Why would you do this? I don't know. Um, additionally, they came up with new methods such as scarification. There was a difference. It's the same name, but it's a different practice. Where it arises as a bloodletting practice, basically by saying it cuts you, but not like making marks. Like, the concept was like cutting you, literally. And there's actually a device that I go into detail about. And this thing is like a fucking torture instrument, the way yeah. it is designed. Um, the new ailment, or new methods of scarification, and they use new technologies, as you do in the 1800s. Because, you know, when we're creating railroads and steamships, and we are, you know, branching across the globe with telegraph, why not keep in practice the dumbest thing that humanity could create? <laughs> And he's like, you know what this needs? An industrial slide. <laughs> a steam-powered... Steam-powered cutting machine. It's like, no. You're like a... Again, you're like a Wild Wild West bad guy. With Jim West is like... The dude who makes the mechanical spider. And he's just yeah, like, I was about to say, is that a Will Smith movie reference? Because I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a great movie. Anyway. Everybody, welcome to the Wild Wild West. <laughs> and we're soon. Actually, Will Smith seems like a pretty cool guy. I don't think he'd do that. No, I don't think he, he'd probably send us a nice letter. <laughs> Yo, man, I really appreciate. It's like it's like um, it's like uh, what, uh Randy Jackson and uh. <laughs> Yo, dog. Yo, dog. I really appreciate your spirit, your energy, but please keep it down to a nine. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> We're not saying all black people are the same. 
I just want to make sure that we are not alluding to that anyway. No, we're not saying well, that. Well, Lucas is currently on, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I stopped, though, because I do agree with you. We are not saying that all black people are the same. Yeah, as he's currently as he's currently tweeting to the Washington Post right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm exposing... This guy's racist as hell! I'm exposing you, Jake. That's fine. Oh, you're exposing yourself to the Washington Post? <laughs> I'm exposing you to the Washington Post. I don't know. Well, his dick isn't out. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, look at my dick is not okay. out, Jake. I'm not fully, yet. I'm fully clothed. Not yet. It's not gonna be. <laughs> Every, um, I'm ladies sorry. And, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're about we're they gonna do the live rendition of Brokeback Mountain. Uh, no, <laughs> no. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god. Also, Jake, I think <laughs> this is gonna be a two-parter because it's almost nine, and you are probably not even halfway through yet. I'm not. Yeah, this is gonna be a two-parter. It's a two-parter, but we're gonna record it as one. No, we're gonna record it as two. All right, fine, you pansy. We can finish this on Thursday. Uh, well, all right. Let's at least get to the twentieth century. All right, all right. Uh, that's why the eighteen hundreds one is a long one, so this we can at least get some done here. Um, the act of scarification is, entails the use of syringes, spring-loaded lancets, which is always fun. It's fucking sounds terrifying. Or glass cup to contain heated air. Or the coolest machine name ever, the Scarificator. The Scarificator. Yeah. So it sounds awesome. The actions and functions of this machine are fucking not. I researched this in depth and looked at this thing, and it is fucking terrifying. Uh, the Scarificator, in simple terms, was this like small square object, approximately small enough to fit in the palm of the like of the hand, and it was made primarily of brass or silver. So it's a metal object. At first, it looked like it was wood. But concealed within this machine is the main mechanism. Uh, there are four rows of 16 blades. Oh, that's yeah, a lot of blades. That's a lot of blades. Uh, each blade is locked in place until the button on the exterior is pressed to coil, which spring releases the blades through the exterior slots, each ranging from two to eight. Two to eight. Two to eight. So, if you're scared of needles, I wouldn't let this fucking thing anywhere near me. Back in the day, I would have been like, hell no. No, let me die. I don't want to do that. Ah, but you haven't seen all the blades yet. <laughs> you haven't seen the blades. Uh, each, blade, <laughs> each blade could be set to a different depth and were comprised of either rounded or pointed. So, more like a knife or kind of like, uh, I guess you could think of like a pizza cutter in like the worst way possible. Like, kind of, that's the only analogy I could possibly think of around it. Now, again, I imagine, like, the Igor, the Igor like, figure in the background. Just, sir! Sir, sir, are you sure we should be doing this? It sounds like just the most unsettling creature in my mind. Are you mind. sure we should be doing this, sir? It's so, it, you wonder why it's taking so long while you're doing the, <laughs> the fucking... These like, are necessary. If we just did it's straight... It's necessary. If we just did straight-laced facts, I guarantee you they people... They'd be sad. Everybody would be like, hell no, I don't want to listen to this. They probably didn't want to make it funny. <laughs> they're like you guys are idiots why are we listening to you um yeah, good question yeah you have made mistakes uh anyway wow. uh, <laughs> you know what no they made the right choice because jake we are brilliant minds and uh, <laughs> anybody who listens to this podcast is doing themselves a favor they are you did anyway so self-gloating aside uh many of the cases two of these tools were highly decorative and they contain like scrolled engravings some of them are really interesting like just in the amount of detail so this was definitely something that people actually used and like made it's like sort of a status symbol. Uh, when the scarificator is used, a spot on the patient for bloodletting was identified and cleaned, which is just it sounds so counterintuitive to what the fuck they're doing. We got to clean this so we can take this 
fucking horror device and stick it on your wrist and just let it go to town. Um, the blades for the blood letting would be retracted and placed on the chosen area before being released and making multiple cuts at once. Release the hounds. I shit you not. The concept of this would be like... Smithers. Like, I'm sorry. Think about this. Like, Okay, let's just think about like physically like winding this thing like Satan's fucking like jack-in-the-box. Like, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. <laughs> just like fucking... It's terrifying. It's awful. So there were multiple varieties of this thing created too. They were created for specific medical purposes for physicians, for dentists. I don't know what a dentist would use it for. Blood letters in specific because there was like its, its own little area and barbers. Which basically sort of like did it as like a, a corner store sort of thing. Um, surprisingly for the 1800s, I will give them credit, there is some early pushback that starts to happen here. Uh, pushback for that bloodletting can be found as early as sixteen. It's as early as the sixteen twenties, but it's not really like a, a big like questioning thing. Until, oh, like, boss, boss. Yeah, no. So you really one, think this one dude's a time traveler who's moved forward two hundred years? Boss, I don't, I don't. Oh, screw it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the future. <laughs> Marty, what my twenty-one jiggle? Mar- <laughs> Marty, Marty. Uh, uh, that's Morty, but no. Morty, uh, Morty. Anyway. Um, but we gotta go back, Morty. God damn it! You wonder why it takes us so long. <laughs> you, you're I'm having just, a good time. I know you are. So uh, anyway, and now you've completely pulled out my audio. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the first person that kind of starts that process of like, hey, this is fucking stupid. Why are we doing this? Is a guy called William Harvey, who's the first physician to point out that what should have been obvious from day one was that. Bloodletting didn't work for fucking most of the diseases people had. The only reason why people said it worked was probably for some sort of placebo effect that occurred because they're like, I feel slightly better, therefore... Or, it- perhaps, did they realize that the cure for <laughs> for the disease, <laughs> if it didn't work the first time, was even more bloodletting. Yeah, I know. And, and they're, they're like, like yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know what? No, I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll just take my chances with the disease. This is a fucking, like, <laughs> scary dude. Like, you want to do it again? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, they, I, honestly, I, I, with everything in here, I just, I keep imagining a really ghoulish, ghoulish doctor. Like, yes, let's give him more blades. <laughs> more blades. And, then, and then the assistant's Blades! Just, no gods, no kings, only blades. <laughs> and then the assistant's just like, but, jeez, boss, I just, it just feels a little wrong. <laughs> Jesus, this guy's like the, the voice of reason in a time of craziness. I love it so much. I know. <laughs> so Harvey basically sort of disproved bloodletting as a medical practice in 1628 when he recognized that bleeding did fucking nothing to help respiratory illnesses. People were getting like tuberculosis and pneumonia and they were like, yes, bleed him and it will set off and the yes, body will be new. And then that guy still fucking had it and it didn't matter. And he's like, the one human being apparently... In, like, all of Europe, who's like, that doesn't fucking make sense. Why would you do that? <laughs> but here's the weird thing about this. He goes on, gets completely ignored for, like, another, like, 200 years up until the 1830s when a Frenchman, Pierre-Charles Alexander Louis, that's <laughs> shit you not. He has four first names. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> Charles Alexandre Louis. Louis. And his first, and his use of what is known as and I put this in italicized because it's so funny. Scientific medicine. Oh, man. Which I, is so, like, slightly condescending, but it's like, oh, my 
fucking That's guy. Funny. Also, I love how he's French and he's got the most French name ever. Pierre. It's literally like Pierre Baguette garlic pornography sort of thing. Like, yeah, I know. Pierre Baguette the Fulcomaticans. Okay. <laughs> anyway. That's a great accent. That's like the only good one I've got of you right now. Just the French one. <laughs> the French one's the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he... He also points out that phlebotomy was entirely ineffective for individuals suffering from pneumonia and various fevers in the 1830s. And Pierre would, unfortunately, like, and this is, this is almost like a fucking joke. Pierre basically says, hey, this doesn't work, and this is stupid, and people are probably dying from what is considered to be incompetence on your part for doctors who are literally prescribing taking blood out before, like, major operations and, like, people being sick that literally... You need blood. You have, like, if you're sick, white blood cells, antibodies are in your blood. Why remove those things? Okay, now, now uh, apparently I'm just getting a bunch of characters in my head because I just keep imagining you as, like, some sort of, like, not imagining you as, like, this big guy from Chicago, right? You're standing yeah. there in a beer sweatshirt right at the corner and you're out there saying, listen, you need blood, people. Oh, crepes. All I'm seeing crepes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You need Christmas. blood. You need I just, your blood, people. Come on, no. I just, I don't understand, people. I you don't need understand. the blood. No, Come I, on. Don't, I don't understand. Oh, crepes. So, anyway, uh, Pierre, though, unfortunately gets Pierre. countered. Yeah. Yep. Really heavily by a guy called Francois Joseph Victor Bousset. Francois Joseph Victor Bousset. Three first names. <laughs> Francois and Pierre. Pick a first name and stick with it. Anyway. Brousset is sort of a... Fr- he is a French physician, but I say sort of because that's almost like a fucking loose term concerned He's of what he does. sort of a French person. <laughs> you good there? <laughs> you no. good. Fucking comedic gold right now. I, um, That's all I produce, man. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much... Gold records. Anyway. Not platinum gold. You hear me, Comedy Central? Get me a show. I'm ready. Anyway. Um, that's the pi- That's the highest up you can go. Not the fucking, like, Julian acting art school, but yeah. Anyway, no, I want to make the money. You don't make money for going to an acting school. You pay the money to teach you. You pay the money, but you're also doctorate. Anyway, I don't care about this conversation. Um, <laughs> he, okay, so uh, Brousset though is kind of like the the counter. He's kind of like the Chad to your Bradley, where he's kind of like, uh, yes, I hear that you're saying that, but you know what is stupid? You're stupid. And I'm right. That's basically okay. his argument. Literally. So That's basically, literally it. So basically, he's your standard... Uh, 12-year-old. Trump supporter. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> do you do you believe in bloodletting? Yes. Would you do it on your kids? No, I would not. Why do you believe in it? Because it's right. Okay, now it sounds like anti-vaxxers. Uh, that's just pretty... Would you do vaccines on your kids? Oh, absolutely not. They, they could cause autism. What if you have you had, had vaccines? Yes. Do you have <laughs> autism? No. Would you vaccinate your kids? No. no. Yeah, basically. Right? There's like a, a circular logic with like no fucking logic at all. Fucking Jenny McCarthy. I am all about it's not all, about it. Not all Jenny McCarthy's fault, but a lot of it's Jenny McCarthy's fault. <laughs> a lot fault. of it's Jenny McCarthy's fault. Jenny, well, what are you doing, Well, seriously, people girl? didn't even know about this study until she was like, listen, this is true. Vaccine. I don't know, I don't know what Jenny McCarthy sounds like. but she's, I'm assuming she's going to be a Midwestern lady. Oh, listen, this is true. Vaccines that cause autism. I read it in the paper. Just, I read it in the Reader's Digest. Oh, just crepes. Just take a look. My I, friend Julie from down the road tells me that her son's a raging autistic <laughs> oh no like i okay as a person who has autism i shit you not somebody used to call me a raging autist what and there was a fucking teacher who was a sub who the school. hell is that i don't remember her name and that's probably a good thing she's she's out there still somewhere um oh, school man. school in the early 2000s was wild 
Um, post nine eleven, post nine eleven, school for me was wild. I think school was just wild for us in general. There's a lot of things that I think that we we encountered in school that are no longer things that happen. Yeah. You talk about the pacer test. The pacer test is fucking garbage. Shut up about that. I don't. Any, nobody should ever mention that in my presence again. The pacer test. Shut up. I can already hear the beeping. You know what? You are now about to participate in the. In when the, you hear the first tone, boom! <laughs> you will start to run until you reach the other end of the lap. When you hear the second tone, boom! <laughs> yeah. And I'm just dreading the moment I gotta turn around. Like I start strong and I just start to fail about the third pass, and I'm oh, like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm dying. What's worse is uh. I mean, I have asthma, so, like, I wouldn't tell I couldn't anymore, <laughs> which is usually, like, in the 30s. And I'd get done, and I'd be like, okay, um, walking's difficult. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got in the 30s. Yeah. Good on you, because I got into, like, the like 20 was my max, because I'm, like, tall, and my feet were flat, so running was impossible. It was like, oh, I got, ah, my joints. <laughs> I got into the 30s when I was in shape. When I was in shape. When I, yeah, and that's a long road for a lot of people. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, uh, back to Bruce after that fucking jaunt through memory lane. Um, basically, he recommended that the ailments could be cured, not through bloodletting, but through the application of leeches. According to him, sometimes 50 at a time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's uh, gross. 50 I, leeches. Hell to the shit. no. I am absolutely O-U-T on that. That's okay, not but happening. This is, okay, but this is, this is a giant-ass risk, because this is still just bloodletting. It's just done in a different way. Pretty much. Instead of a bucket, you just have actual animals eating it Pretty now. Pretty much. But that was like, there was like a mixture. There was two feet, there was like two comp, like camps of like fucking study. It was like, no, leeches are right. No, you should have man do it, because we can't trust animals. And it's like, both of you were morons. What the I fuck are like, you talking about? I feel like nowadays Mark Levin would be the type of guy who'd support leeching. Listen, folks, we all want to talk about the hatred that we have against the established government the and their boiling and brooding hatred and their <laughs> curtailing of our American rights. But let's—I want to take a, a moment for my sponsors as I roll up my sleeve. He's just covered in leeches. I had venereal diseases up the ass, <laughs> and now I don't feel a thing. <laughs> I am akin to a god. <laughs> I may have lost all feeling in my right arm, but it doesn't matter. You're just becoming Ed. I am becoming Ed. I don't think Ed, that's a sign of a stroke. What? <laughs> anyway, most early physicians, though, there's kind of a reason why Pierre and... Pierre. Yeah. Where Pierre, who is like the most modern at this point in time guy to say, basically say, stop fucking doing this because y'all are idiots, was like... Disproved was because most of the other physicians and doctors were unable to look past the traditions they had been grown up with. And they were basically saying that, and, and you'll get a kick out of this quote, um, that their point was that they were right because they were validated by both traditions and their own experience on account of somebody else's numbers. Okay, but this is... The what does that mean? <laughs> this is the same sort of shit that you hear even nowadays with, like, the talks about Confederate statues and tradition. And, I know. know. We've always done it like this, so we can't do it a different way. Yeah, we also always did Jim Crow. Was that a good thing? Fucking no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, it, I don't think it was a good thing. I would think it would be consensus it wasn't a good thing. I hope so. I strongly hope we have that consensus. I like you. You tried America. to assert that to me, like I somehow questioned your abilities. On ra like somebody who wasn't racist, you're like, well, I don't believe it's right. It's like no shit. Hey, lynching isn't good. We know that. I, I'm well aware. I, 
You don't have to justify it to me. I'll say it on this podcast. Black Fine. lives matter. Look, okay. I'm already better than the vice president of the United States of America. And you will be lambasted by all the people who go, I came in for the funniness and the white supremacy. And like, you came to the wrong podcast, bud. You better roll up that car window and keep rolling before something bad happens. Yeah, there's no white supremacy involved in this podcast. Yeah, hell no. I'm literally mixed race and... <laughs> I'm white as hell, but I also... You're, you're also not... a very leftist thinking individual. Yep. And yeah. I'm also not fucking stupid, so okay. there we go. Anyway, uh, again, I like to focus on this one, uh, <laughs> that they validated their own experience. Oh, I thought, you, I, thought, I thought you meant the lack of focus on our, on our topic. Yeah, <laughs> so and basically. I thought you were going to be like, I like the focus on this. The lack of <laughs> That's focus. That's why I laughed. The lack of focus, and as I like to always reread in my mind, the account of using that to justify their own actions on somebody else's numbers. They didn't take the time. I can't be bothered to study. Yeah. But God, Greg down on forget. the other department there in the uh, urology department says it's fine, so it's good enough for me. So anyway, this is how we end up with natural and national disasters, and this is why things like nine eleven happen because you know I'm sure it's fine. I, I mean, these people have really what's suspicious the worst book. that could happen? We release some snakes on a plane, and it's great. Enough is enough. <laughs> I have had it. <laughs> I'm not going to finish the because I really don't want Samuel L. Jackson to sue us. Samuel L. Jackson's literally going to kick a door in and go, Say what again, motherfucker? You know what? Screw it. Uh, enough is enough. Screw I have it. had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I, I, I wanted to do that. Okay. So, so uh, we move into Western Europe because for most of this had been happening sort of strap it spread strap it that's the rest of the that's the rest of the quote by the way i think he said strap it or something like that strap it i'm about to fly this i'm about to open the windows open this that's what he says yeah that's the rest of it that's a great quote oh that should be on a statue somewhere snakes on a plane anyway um so bloodlusting in west bloodletting in western europe let's get back on topic bloodletting yes yeah it becomes especially popular in the west which is great because for what was considered always, West Side. I always love the uh, the akin point where people in Europe were like, "We are France and Britain, and we rule the world." And then we look at and we look at what Victorian people do, and I'm like, "You're fucking stupid! Like, how could you have conquered the entire world? You are literally the dumbest people I know." Emotional repression, corsets, corsets, sadness. Not talking, not talking about orgasms. You know, stuff not like talking that. about emotions at yeah, all. Yeah, no, pretty much. And uh, so during that 1800, there were further made up bullshit. Victorian like, England. Yeah. So if we're talking about like 1800s is notorious, and I think it's a time period for like made up bullshit to really catch fire because people were like, well, the doctor says it's fine and I'll go with the doctor. Like the problem was you should trust your doctor. Um, I'm saying that knowing that there were doctors out there who prescribed opioids that literally caused an epidemic of opioid abuse based on the fact that you could get a free pen. Like, yeah, um, the thing is, most doctors were not like that, but there was, most enough, doctors. There was enough for it to be a massive issue. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Not all doctors, but a good number, <laughs> and that's what's sad. Anyway, yep. um, but they basically were like... I'm hey, also not trying to downplay that that it was an issue. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, people nowadays... You, you, will... you downplay many things, but... <laughs> wow, hey. I mean... Rebuttal. <laughs> I was just going to say that, and this is not funny at all, this is just a fact that, you know, people use the... Uh, the uh, line that you know, not because all police op- not all police officers are bad, but the but then people don't follow that up with. But there are a significant number of people who are bad there's enough some, to where there this are is a major some problem. shitty police officers out there. Oh God, yeah, there's yeah. some bad ones. Like that's not even a lie. That obviously it isn't because this has come to the forefront. But I anyway, mean, honestly, this Jake, is just, uh, no. Uh, hold on, hold on. This is just relevant because our police, our former police chief, at Stevens Point. 
literally got caught with bottles of liquor in his vehicle while he was driving, doing his job. Hey, and he originally Wisconsin. And he originally only got, like, a two-week suspension. And then they put him on administrative leave because people are like, how the hell does this guy still have a job? And he resigned, but... I love, too, that most people probably did it because they were butthurt that they couldn't drive open container in their car. It's like, I want to drive with a beer in my vehicle. Why can't he do it? This guy had, like, bottles of liquor, though. It wasn't even just, like, a one drink. Which, by the way, uh, you should never drink and drive. We're just going to go ahead and say that out there. Like, we are not going to condone that. Thank you, PSA Luke. (laughs) PSA Luke. The more you know... All right, find a stopping point because we're like going to cut this, we're gonna cut this sucker off. Know, I told you we're going to stop at the 20th century if we ever fucking get there. Um, Don't go chasing waterfalls. See, this is exactly what we're talking about. The fact that you keep interjecting random shit. Because if we're still going, I'm still making I'm still making quips. Yeah, that, let's go with that word. Anyway. Quips. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so fucking goddamn it. You keep throwing me off. Good. So anyway, during the like I said, during the 1800s, a lot of people made up shit to make product like way better than they actually were. So a lot of people were fed that bullshit, and they basically were like, "Yeah, I want to get bloodlet too," because that sounds like a really good idea. And uh, it created sort of an aura that this was medicine or method was a cure all for almost every ailment. Here's a list of the things according to the British Medical Journal that they set in the 1800s. This is what bloodletting cured: acne, asthma, cancer, cholera, coma. Convulsions, which is basically epilepsy. Di- okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Diabetes, epilepsy, gangrene, gout, herpes, indigestion, insanity, jaundice. Stomach and hold diarrhea. Up. Hold up. <laughs> jaundice, leprosy, ophthalmia, which was basically like, I, I don't even know if that was a real disease. I couldn't find it anywhere. Plague, pneumonia, scurvy, smallpox, stroke. Tetanus, tuberculosis, and it just keeps going. <laughs> so here's the thing. Out of all of those, the one that really struck me was coma. <laughs> so someone's fucking passed out in a coma, which is not funny, by the way. That's not what I'm laughing at. Well, no, it's just I'm the just, concept that they're like, the you concept can't wake that, up, let's bleed him. Yeah, the concept that this man, or woman, or whatever they're identifying oh as, God, just get on with it. is on the fucking like table, and they're just like, you know what? You would help this fucking person who can't wake up. We're gonna bleed them. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's which is like the exact saying. opposite of what you should do with someone in that situation. Yeah, I know it's bad. It's bad. They need liquids. They need to be hydrated. They don't need to lose blood. Yeah, I know, and that's the worst part because they're like, uh, it works, and it's like, what with what science? It's like it doesn't matter. It's so, the it's the Trumpian way of justifying things. Yeah, pretty much. People have proved it. I listen to their numbers, okay? I can't tell you where their numbers are, but I will tell you that they are beautiful, they are grand, and some of them are nice people, okay? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, also, they stated that bloodletting was also a treatment used to treat most forms of natural hemorrhaging, such as nosebleed, excessive menstruation, and hem- hemorrhoidal bleeding, which is basically you snap a polyp in your ass. <laughs> it just goes, which... Let's take a hot oh. minute to realize when you nosebleed, you're already losing blood. Let's have you lose some more blood. Listen, I've had hemorrhoids before. Fun fact. <laughs> Quick take. It's scary enough to have blood coming out of your ass. <laughs> I don't think you need to make that happen more. I know. And it's so like, why? Um, they also use bloodletting to prior to surgeries or at the onset of childbirth in order to prevent what they call inflammation. Which is pretty much infection, but that's not at all how that worked. 
Uh, before amputation, also, they was customary to remove a quantity of blood equal to the amount believed to circulate in the limb that was to be removed. Want that one to sink in for a hot second. So basically, they're just going to increase the uh, likelihood of mortality rates increasing with, with that's, amputation. It's just a fucking the weirdest obsession in blood here, and I just don't get why they're doing it. Um, Do you think these guys maybe were just really sadistic and liked people bleeding? I'm sure there was probably some really fucked up people out there back in the day. I mean, well, if you've ever heard, like, horror stories from, like, mental institutions, yeah, I, yes, I believe. Well, H.H. H. Holmes went to medical school. Technically, yeah. he was a doctor. Technically. And if you think of the fucked up things he did, he used to dismantle bodies and sell their skeletons to med schools. Well, to be honest, we Did you also, know that that was a yes, thing I he did. did? Yes, I did. They used, oh. to gri- they used to grave rob for med school, which is also always sad, but also... But H.H. Holmes would just straight up kill people and then sell the skeletons. Yeah, that's all. That's a serial killer. That's what we call a serial killer. Yeah, I know. It's awful. And we can also state that Jack the Ripper was also a doctor. Maybe. <laughs> like, there's a lot of mentally ill people who turned out to be serial killers because they were so good at being doctors. That's what's kind of sketchy. Um, bloodletting. Well, they were obsessed with certain parts of being doctors. Yeah. Bloodletting was also used to cure nonsense issues based with love or other garbage like that. Um, French physician Jacques Ferrand... Jacques! Yeah. And Pierre. And wrote, wrote originally in 1623 that bloodletting could cure a broken heart and recommended bloodletting to the point of heart failure, literally. What? Yes. This is a man who said, and I quote, He's sad. Let's bleed him till he dies. So these people... Do they not understand at this point that your heart does not actually control feelings? Or are they still at the mindset that that's I, a possibility? I have to assume they're like the ancient Egyptians and that they just pull your brain out through your nose and throw it away when you die. <laughs> and that they're like, yes, that's right. I know that for a while. Where's the goblin in his chest that runs his heart? Where is he? I know that for a while the science of the brain and how it works has been neglected, but come on. I know, man. I know. So, um, additionally, uh, swinging back to leeches, because why not, uh, people became especially enamored with leeches in the 1800s, and in the 1830s, the French imported approximately 40 million leeches a year for medical purposes, and um, on top of that, the British would also import 6 million from France. So think about all the tax money that went into that craft. Forty million? You can almost say they were leeching money out of the economy. Like you fucking dad joke, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, part of that was to throw a primary source at y'all, and yes, it is long, but it's not, because this will justify itself in a hot minute. Okay. Yeah. Hold up. Yes. So I know you're probably gonna say no to this, but no. I think we should save the primary sources for the next episode. You sure about that? You really don't want to hear this? This is great. I want to hear it, but I think it'd be better placed in the next episode with yeah, the rest yeah, of the primary sources. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave you on a cliffhanger. Yep. That's good. I so like we're going to get you guys on some primary sources when we record next. I'm guessing we'll finish this up on Thursday. Oh, and that primary source is a doozy, by the way. It I, is It is just a doozy. What happens yeah. to this guy? <laughs> Believe me, there's a lot more to say about, about this, I'm sure. So we're going to have a lot more goofiness and uh, conversations about just how ridiculous this is. Uh, and uh, we'll probably have that out. I'm guessing we'll probably have time to record Thursday, AJ. Hey, yeah, probably. All right. Well, we can. We can. What we can do is we can do the first half of this, and then we'll do book two of the Iliad, probably. Yep. So. So look for some more fresh content coming. Fresh up. with PH. Yeah. 
That's right. PH I'm a five. 90s kid, even though I was born in 97. So. 96. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's enough craziness for the night. <laughs> As uh, if you could call this craziness. This is like craziness at a Mormon birthday party. <laughs> a Mormon birthday party. Everyone's going to get saltine crackers and water, and that's it. And you're, and, you're and, and you're gonna get a second wife. Boy, you're Look pulling the fucking thing kidding. off the. Uh, anyway, stop. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>